My name is Bobby. I'm a paramedic with 27 years of experience in EMS and fire. And my name is Jason, and I'm a retired paramedic with 20 years experience in EMS and fire. And together we're paramedics unscripted. On this show, everything is on the table. We'll talk about burnout in the business, calling 911 for non-emergency reasons, Holly Pharmacy, frequent flyers, the current housing market, the financial system, BS doctor office visits, or anything else we want to, all from a paramedic's point of view. And why? Because we're paramedics unscripted. Welcome back into Paramedics Unscripted. My name is Jason. This is season two, episode uno. And I'm here with my co-host, Bobby. Bobby, how you doing, brother? Happy New Year, man. Happy New Year to everybody as well, and to you as well, Bobby. Um, yeah, let's get into it, man. Uh, did you do anything fun for New Year's? Yeah, man, I did a shitload of fun, man. I worked. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, you did more than me. But, uh... <laughs> no, I, I, uh, I, uh, I worked New Year's Eve. And then I had New Year's Day off, which actually, I mean, I mean, you'll probably agree with me uh, on this, Jason, that, uh, I mean, in, in our lifetime, we've, we've done a shitload for New Year's and we've done a lot of partying for New Year's. And I don't know, at this stage in the game, it's like kind of, hey, you got something going on that's cool. If you don't, you know, taking it easy is fine, too. Yeah, I, had, I just, I had... happened, oh, I just happened to work. I just happened to work New Year's Eve and then I, just had, I had the you know New Year's Day off. So we went to brunch. And I got home and, you know, just uh, did that. What about you, bro? Uh, did, we just uh, we, we stayed in, obviously, for New Year's. I don't want to go out and be out with all the drunks out there driving around. But um, we went out and then we just watched the um, – here here in Alabama, you watch the, um, the New Orleans uh, – uh, what is it called? The Florida Lee or something? That thing dropped? The, the Saints little symbol there? Uh, they dropped no. Yeah, you dropped – that's what you watch. You don't watch the New York one because obviously that would be a, an hour before for us. Um, so we did that as, as a family and stuff like that. And then, um, yeah, it was pretty funny cause we were at a restaurant. I don't remember what day, someday after new year's Eve and we were there and I was talking to the, the guy at the you know, ca- counter while waiting for the food. And he was like, Oh, you do anything fun for new year's? And I was like, no, nah, man, I'm 45, dude. <laughs> Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. Like, I'm cool. Like what, you know, as you get older, it's just kind of like, you're like, oh, all right. You know, <laughs> you just wake up and it's like whatever year it is now, you know, and it's not really as big of a deal when you get older. Well, I think you reach a point where you've just done so much of that like we have in the past yeah yeah oh yeah yeah i mean I've de- yeah you and i've both done we've been at massive like crazy drunk fests um oh, but geez. then as you yeah but now you, you, when you get older and stuff like that you're just like eh. <laughs> oh yeah because when you get when you get older and then you and you and you just fuck up you don't you, you don't really have many excuses anymore yeah like, yeah exactly. i'm not young anymore yeah. i'm almost in my fifties. Uh, I, I don't have any more excuses, so I'm just being an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not that I... it's not fun occasionally, but I think, do I like to hang out with friends and family and, you know, have a couple, you know, have a couple of beers or more than a couple of beers? Absolutely. Do I like getting plastered anymore? No. Maybe I, shot I just, of Everclear. Uh... Oh man. <laughs> but yeah, that's true though, because like, I mean, I learned that after college was like, shit's like jet <laughs> I learned that after college where it was like, I got to the point where I was like, wait, wait, why are we going? Cause you know, this from, from when we used to hang out all the time back in the day, it's like, why, wait, why are we going to bars and paying $20 for like all this crap when we get like bottles of the shit for the same price and just fucking like, you know, have everybody come over to the house and just have fun that way. And like, it's, you know, obviously a lot cheaper that way, but it's just a lot more fun. It's a controlled environment. You definitely don't have to drive home anywhere. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of benefits to it as you get older. Well, and that's why smart with that. 
that's why and you, you you remember seeing it um that's why i built my own bar and when i say a bar yeah he I means mean, a bar i'm talking about a more a bar that functions better than a bar in your favorite pub yeah you're, you're I, it's pretty epic i mean taps you know more liquor and different types of liquor and mixers than most bars you would go to and good and, liquor uh, too good shit top shelf shit kegerator like yeah. all right and that was that was always uh that was my that was my baby yeah um and the beautiful thing was and it wasn't that i had to drink all the time it was i mean one of my rituals before like say i was going to go on shift tomorrow um i would uh I mean, I even had Kirk behind the bar. That's how dedicated I was. <laughs> I'm the designated but, uh, driver. I need a coffee, please. Well, no, I would. That's what I would do. Is like I had, you know, my wife and I had a pub built down in the basement, and you know, I would go down there prior to me leaving to go on shift, and I would I would drink my coffee down there at the bar and flip the TV on, and I'm also down in the bar. I'm not waking her up because it's like 3.30 in the morning. Right, um, right, right. And I'm down there. I'm flipping the TV on behind the bar, and, uh, you know, no one can hear me. And it was great. You know, so I enjoyed it not having to have alcohol if I'm sitting at the bar. And But the, the, the cool thing was, was when all the bars and pubs shut down around March of 2020 because of all the lockdowns and stuff, Bobby's bar in my neighborhood was the only one that was open people. <laughs> yeah. And that was actually a big thing. There were a lot of people doing that, uh, you know, and obviously in some places you weren't supposed to do that as far as like uh, gathering with higher, higher numbers, but there were a lot of people around the United States that were, you know, in that same kind of position where they had a whole bunch of stuff at home and they were just having not, obviously not selling it or anything like that. That would technically be illegal, but, no, but they were like awesome. having people come over and be like, Hey, you want to come place ch- chill and just do that? You know? Well, it was always just my, uh, my neighbors, because I, I lived in, and that, before I moved, I, we lived in a, in a cul-de-sac at the bottom of the street, and, uh, you know, it was just like, our close friends and neighbors that would come over, and we would have, you know, just, it would just, a lot of people would be like, oh my gosh, you know, especially my friend John, he'd be like, man, he goes, this is, he goes, this is the first time I've sat actually at a bar in a long time, and it feels so good, I'm like, I know, man, it's, it's, it's crazy about the shit that's going on right now, and, but the the flip side of that coin was is uh, um things didn't get too crazy, but I think towards crazy. The, crazy when things started to open back up, uh, I had uh, always had a bar, and it was always a full functioning bar, and I I just it got time where it's like you know what it's time to retire this because even though I loved it, I mean it, it was a lot of maintenance because you know, you're keeping inventory and you got to replace every so often, especially when it comes to beer. I mean, I was constantly changing kegs and, uh, but it was great, but it was time to just kind of let it go. Cause I had had, had it for years and it was fun when it lasted, but and it was great during COVID. Cause like I said, it was the only bar in, in my town that was literally open. That was an actual functioning bar, but you know, it was a bar where, didn't sell anything just you know hey come on over what, what do you want me to what do you what do you want me to mix you and what's what's mine is yours did you ever do uh did you ever out. do espresso martinis there dude that's one of my that's one of my freaking signature drinks dude dude my wife my wife found those on a um 
I think the first time, well, the first time I remember her ever having one, I mean, maybe she had one before that I didn't know about or something, but, but first time I remember it was on a cruise and I was like, what the heck is that? Sounds horrible. Coffee and liquor. It sounds disgusting. And then even if you don't like coffee, they're great. Yeah. Yeah. She, she got it of course. And I, he was like, I try it. And I was like, Oh, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> and then we just, then we learned out like on a cruise ship, we learned you have to go to certain bars cause only certain bars have the coffee, coffee machines at the bar, you know? But, right. um, but yeah, it was great. And then I started doing, and then we obviously come home and we start making them at home and stuff. Um, and she loves that. Like if you, you give her one of those and it's like awesome. And then my, my parents came over, I had friends come over before and it's like, they try them. They're like, oh, these are really good. I'm like, yeah, they're awesome. You know? Well, you're really just kind of doing at least mine, the one that I came up with. I'm, I'm really just doing a tweak on a, on a white Russian. Cause I'm basically taking, I would use two ounces of vodka, usually Tito's because I think, Pound for pound, Tito's is probably the best vodka. Which you get cheaper, which you can get cheap at any Costco because the, uh, uh, for a lot of people that don't know this, and I don't remember the colors off the top of my off the top of my head. If you get there's a blue and a red vodka at Costco, uh, right? They're the same size and everything, you know, but they're one's blue, one's red. One of them, I believe, the red one is Grey Goose, and I believe the blue one is Tito's. And if you ask the people at the Costco, they'll know which one is which. But it is their not Tito's it's made by Tito's, but it's the same. It's not labeled as Tito's cause they have an agreement with Costco and you can save a truckload of money to the point where like you can get it cheaper than you can on a cruise ship just because it has a Costco label, but it is actually Tito's or it is actually gray goose. And, and uh, it's yeah. the same thing with, it's the same thing with the, well, let's also let people know that's if you're in a state that Costco is allowed to sell liquor. That's as well, true. Like, I live in, like if you live in Virginia or the Carolinas, you know, or whatnot, or, I think you're going to deal with the ABC. So you, which uh, establishments like Costco aren't allowed to sell liquor. They can oh, I didn't sell know beer that. and wine, but not, not liquor. I didn't know. I didn't know Costco couldn't do that. Cause um, in our area where, when, you know, in Alabama here, in, uh, we live in Northern Alabama and um, our Costco, you know, was just a Costco. It did not have that. And then eventually right. they were, they were building stuff on like on the front, they're building this like bump out basically. And, um, and I was like, Oh, I wonder what they're doing there. Like, Maybe that's like more storage or I don't, you know, I don't know what they're going to do there. And, um, and then eventually they opened it up and it was the liquor part. And I was like, Oh hell yeah. <laughs> Cause it's, it's not big. Like the one at our Costco is not, it's not very big. It's probably like, a I don't know, a 20 by 20 room. It's not a huge room or anything, but it has, right. you know, every liquor. Well, I don't, I don't say every liquor, all the common liquors that people like to buy. And then they have the, the name brand or whatever, like Captain Morgan's. They'll have that for instance, they'll have a big bottle of Captain Morgan's and it's a nice price. And then you can get the bottle below it, which is the Kirkland. It looks the exact same bottle, but it says Kirkland's on it, which is Costco's house brand. And then oh, my, my dog is saying hello. Oh, hey, hey, what's going on, Jake? Um, but they'll have those cheaper ones and they'll do that for all the different for most of the different liquors. So what did you put in yours? You just do the the espresso, two shots of Tito's. I didn't mean to interrupt you when you're doing your uh, recipe no, there. I'm glad we're doing this, Jason, because what we should do. You're going to make one right podcast, now. We should have a we should have a drink of the day. Oh, hell yeah. You know, or, or I can come on and give you my favorite signature drinks that I came up with or I tweaked, copied from somebody else. <laughs> I already know your yeah. favorite drink. I already have your favorite drink. I can make your drink in less than three seconds. It's not, oh, are you talking about Everclear? Yeah, just, just one shot glass <laughs> and, and Everclear. And then just, I'm out. That's it. We're done. <laughs> well, that's if I try to pee on someone's big screen TV. <laughs> 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 that was a long time ago. That's a long time ago. No, but getting back to the uh, espresso martinis. If any anybody out there listening is a martini fan, or even if you're not a martini fan, or even if you think that this 
it sounds kind of frilly. Trust me, you'll dig it. Like I was telling, like I was telling you, Jason, it's uh, what I do is two ounces of Tito's or vodka of your choice, one ounce of Kahlua, or one to, you know, maybe one and a quarter ounce of uh, of uh, Kahlua, uh, one shot of fresh espresso. So if you have like an espresso maker make a shot or if you have like the Nespresso machines that make the shots of espresso, yeah. you know, use that. That's what I do. Um, I use three quarters of an ounce of simple syrup. And then I would also use an, an ounce to an ounce and a half of heavy whipping cream. Oh, wow. You mix, you mix way more than we do. So <laughs> then I would, uh, you, you put that, you know, in your shaker, you know, top it off some ice, you know, shake it, you know, like, like it was damned, you know, shake, I would shake it at least, you know, Give it like at least 30 shakes, you know, and then just uh, strain it into a martini glass or a glass of your choice. And then I usually just kind of put some, you know, some coffee beans for garnish over the top. And it's freaking unbelievable. Even if you don't like coffee, and that's the one thing I've seen with people, is that even if they don't like coffee, they like this drink. Well, yeah, we do. Um, we do. Well, we have the Nespresso machine, like you said. So we use, we use the Espresso uh, capsule, obviously brew that. And then we do uh, two or, th- eh, I don't know, it depends on what our mood is. Like two or three shots. Probably, no, we probably do f- maybe four or five shots, I guess. I'm trying to do the math in my head here. So it's probably four or five shots of vodka. And then uh, two shots of Kahlua. And then the espresso, and that's it. And then ice, of course, shake it up, and then strain it, and then drink it like that. And it's fucking awesome. I haven't tried it with the the cream at the end and all that other stuff you do. That's that's an interesting touch. But we just do it just like that, and it's like, well, cream is optional. I mean, a lot of people. I mean, you don't even have to. Instead of Kahlua, if you want, you can use a like a coffee chocolate liqueur. Right, right. Oh, that, you yeah. dive a, a chocolate coffee liqueur. Well, that works great too. You know, it all. You just make it how you want. You, know, you just yeah. kind of use the same the same foundation and you just kind of tweak it how you want because everybody likes it, you know, a little bit different. Yeah. But well, I'm just lazy too. I don't want to ha- like, my thing is I like to have like, like we don't, we don't drink much anymore. Like as far as our family and stuff like that, but like, you know, you, I have like, we usually have like a vodka and like some Captain Morgan's. That's what we have. And so then the coffee's easy to, and then we'll get Kahlua. If we're going to do those, we'll get some, a bottle of Kahlua too. Just so we have all that stuff to make it. But yeah, they're incredible. I mean, I like martinis in general. Like, I like a dirty martini, like extra, extra dirty martini. Those things are those things are the bomb. See, I like if I'm gonna drink something like a dirty martini, I gotta have it. I gotta have it dry. I, I can't. I gotta have it a lot less dirty. Just a hint of dirty. Oh no! I, I tell him pour the bottle in. Like that bottle of olive juice. I want the whole thing. Dude, you might as well just 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 open the freaking olive jar and just drink out of that. That's what we, well, that's what we like. We'll get a bottle of olives obviously for, for martinis and stuff like that. And then I'll right. save the brine that's, you know, the, when you're done with olives, I'll put, keep that in the fridge for, you know, a little while. And then I'll, I'll pour that in. Like you're doing all, you know, like you're putting the olives in because I'll put olives in the, in the shaker for when you're mixing it. And of course I'll garnish it at the end too with extra ones. But but yeah, I'll do that because that's what he did. Like when we were on the, when on the cruise ship, we would well, do that's it. what, that's what makes a martini dirty. You've got to pour like, the way I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah, yeah, you're fine. What I usually use two ounces of vodka. This is just for a dirty mart, a dirty vodka martini. Some people like dirty martinis with gin. No, Some vodka. people like both. But uh, like a dirty vodka martini, I use two to two and a half, usually two and a half ounces of of uh, vodka, and I would use about depending on how dirty someone would want it. For me, I would use maybe 
three quarters of an ounce of olive brine straight from the jar, put that in there, then shake it up with ice, strain it in the glass, and then garnish it with the olives. We'll see. We'll 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 do way more. But than now that. you you're probably like, uh, yes. Can I have? Uh, can you just give me the olive jar and just put a little bit of drop of vodka in there and just let me drink that? Dude, I go in with like I'll get like one of the big, you know like the big soup spoons like you have in your house like a big like a tablespoon size soup spoon soup spoon. Yeah. I'll get that. I'll dip. The, you know you'll mix all the other stuff in there like we said with the vodka and then I'll take the soup spoon in there and like or pour it on there, depending on how deep the water is, and then pour that in, and then I'll do it like a couple of those. I'll do like two tablespoons or whatever of olive juice, and then I'll probably pour in a little extra, and then we'll do the shaking thing, and then you do all that, strain it, put it in the glass, right? And then you put like, let's say, I don't know, four olives or three olives, depending on how big your olives are that you're using, right? And then at the end of that, then the martini's done, and I'll just take a little extra olive juice and maybe another tablespoon and just like pour it on there. I love that shit. That's fucking awesome. Well, and that brine is also, uh, I mean, it's, it's good for you from helping to prevent a hangover too, just because of all the sodium and slight electrolytes in there. It's like it's like Gatorade and vodka, baby. At least that's the that's the excuse I'm using, you know. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's good. It's it, yeah, it's awesome. I, I like it was funny. We went to a restaurant once, and I was like, cruise ships. It's easy because cruise ships they 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 um, the staff there learns you really quick. You know, they learn what you right. like, and it's not hard. Like the first time you order a dirty martini on a cruise ship. You'll be probably a little upset with what you get sometimes, but then you just tell them like, no, 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 dirty as fuck, like dirty. Like I, you know, like like I remember once we went. My my sister used to be a bartender, and I remember once we went on when we were on our wedding cruise, whatever. I ordered a martini, a dirty martini, uh, uh, vodka, Grey Goose vodka, dirty martini, and they came out, and my and my sister was like, hold on a second, and she called the the server right over again because he just you know he dropped it off and then hey you need anything else okay and then he left and she called him back over she goes excuse me and he just he comes he comes over and he's like yes how you know very nice. She goes, look, she goes, this is some bullshit. And she holds up the glass and she puts her fingers behind the glass. She goes, I can see my fingers. This is not a dirty martini. <laughs> she goes, can you make it dirtier or can you bring us more? All? And then, and then the next time it came out, they, of course they're like, yeah, no problem. And so the next time they came out, it was, it was money. You know what I mean? And then they learn what you like and then they'll do that every time. And then it was funny because recently we went to, I don't know, about a month ago, we went to a restaurant and I was telling the bartender or the, um, I'm sorry, the uh, waitress, I was explaining to her, you know, hey, yeah, can I get a dirty martini? And she's like, sure. And uh, and I was like, she goes, what, well, you know, like, great goose, please. She's like, okay. And then I was like, and I want it like really dirty, like whatever you do, more than that. You know what I mean? And she goes, oh, she goes, do you like it like tons of olive juice in there? And I was like, yeah. She goes, okay. And her name was her name was like Jen or something. And she goes, oh yeah, that's fine. I'll just tell him we want a Jen martini. And she, and she, cause she was like one of those same people like me, like she loves it that dirty. And it came back and she goes, here, try this. And I tried, I was like, Oh God. dang. <laughs> well, oh. I'm not, it, like, like you said, it all depends on. It's all you, what you like. How too. you like it. Yeah. Cause the only, the only wrong way to have a drink is to have a drink the way you don't like it. Yeah. Or the only right way to have a drink is to have a drink the way you want it. I mean, yeah. it's a, uh, to any of these people out there is like, oh, you're not supposed to drink. Just you're not supposed to drink single malt scotch like this. Or it's like, hey, it's like just because a lot of people who enjoy single malt scotch out there drink it neat, like me. Uh, that doesn't mean that you're wrong if you want to put a freaking big ass ice cube in there. It's all depends on how you like it. The dude, right I, way to drink something is how you like it. Dude, I had a banging. Um, it, this is really funny. I, I one of one of the coolest martinis I had, uh, besides like. The normal dirty martini. I was at a, um, I don't remember what they're called. Um, those movie theaters where they have like the cool ones where they have the upstairs is like 21 plus and they have like a little restaurant and then you get like couch seats up there. You know what I'm talking about? Those kind. 
Like, yeah, I hear here. I think it's called Movie Co. or something here, but they have they have them all all over the country. I'm sure they have them in a lot of places. I've seen them. Well, we went there once, and we were getting uh, me and my wife, and we were getting uh, you know like a meal or whatever before the movie. Like we were there like an hour before the movie or something like that. And so we wanted to try it out because we're like, hey, we haven't done this before. Let's try it out, you know. So we went and tried it out, and then I got it there. I got a um, it was like I don't remember what they called it. It was something like sriracha martini. So it was a martini with gray goose. And then they put um, the olives were habanero stuffed olives were, were mixed in, you know, in the brine and all that from that were the, like the, were the olive part of it, you know? And then of course it was garnished with like two of the, they were pretty decent, bigger olives. They weren't like little teeny ones. And they put, there were two of them there with habanero peppers in them that, you know, inside, instead of the pimento stuff. And then they squirt uh, like sriracha sauce on the top, like a little I don't know, swizzle, whatever you call that, you know, where they get the M shaped thing. They go like that real quick. Dude, that thing was banging. <laughs> I was like, wow. If you like spicy, it was definitely spicy, but it was good. So, yeah. Put, that sounds pretty good, man. Yeah, I was going to say, put that sriracha, on your menu, dude. I like me some sriracha. That actually sounds like... Well, get, know, uh, go, go, to the, go to the grocery store, because we've done it. We've made them here at our house. But go to the grocery store. Sriracha, of course, everybody knows what sriracha is. So. You probably have it in your like pantry. If a, if a Bloody Mary and a martini were having offspring, it'd be that. Yeah, and it was cool. And then you go, go to like your grocery store, go to where the olives are. And you'll find, right. like, they usually have, like, like at least Publix where we are, they have, like, a little line of them where it's, like, more like the gourmet olives. I call them gourmet. They're not really gourmet, but they're just not the stupid olives, you know? Right. And then they'll have, like, ones with, like, jalapeno stuffed or habanero. Sometimes you'll find habanero stuff, but you just find the ones that sound like they're hot and, mm-hmm. and get a couple. Oh, dude, it's, it's awesome. Because then you get that, you get the same martini flavor because it still is an olive. It still has the brine juice in it, so it still has that same flavor that you're used to. But then, if, especially if you get habanero, I mean, jalapeno is going to have some. But habanero, I mean, you're, that's going to give you a kick in the ass. <laughs> and the sriracha sauce is just awesome, you know? So, yeah, that's great. So, uh, welcome to 2022. Uh, we are now officially known as the Drunk Podcast. And, uh, no, I'm just kidding. But, well, no, there's... Well, on the flip side of that coin, though, bro, is uh, one of the things I've been doing lately is, uh, you know, I've always been a big craft beer fan. But... Amen. I've been searching... Or, and I don't know why nobody really did it, you know, years ago, but I've been seeing a lot of it lately is a lot of these craft brew places have come up with non-alcoholic craft brew and you can't tell difference. And, you know, cause when everybody thinks of like near beer or non-alcoholic beer, they think of like O'Doul's or, or, or Bush non-alcoholic, some shit like that. That tastes like, well, I'm just going to put it. It tastes like piss. You know, well, well, I will give up uh, uh, O'Doul's a pass. Put a lime in it. It kind of tastes like Corona Light. <laughs> but uh, no, but there's a, a couple of companies out. There's more than a couple, but there's a couple that I actually really like that I'm going to plug. You know, are we getting any money from plugging them? No, I'm just plugging them because I like it. And I, and I was like surprised. Like, I'm a big IPA guy. I like IPAs and Delicious. I like porters and I like stouts. And I'm like, there's got to be a freaking brewing company out there, one of these craft brew or microbrew companies out there that are doing like a non-alcoholic version of like a good IPA, good stout, good lager, whatnot. And I freaking found them. And uh, the company is called Athletic Brewing Company. And I'm actually drinking one right now. It's, you know, and uh, it's their, uh, one of their IPAs. And, uh, 
It's called uh, Run Wild IPA. This particular one, I think it is. And if I gave it to you, and I've done this before, if I gave it to you, and I didn't tell you what it was, and you said, "Hey, man, let me have an IPA," I, you'd sit there and drink it all night, and you wouldn't even know. And that, I'm, and that's how good it is. And and officially, this is Jason speaking. Officially, that was the only way I would drink it because, um, you know, non-alcoholic beers are to me as worthless as fucking decaffeinated coffee. Well, that's the thing. If I and that's a good point because I'm like that with coffee because you know how much of a freaking coffee fanatic I am. Yeah. Um, if you tell me something's decaffeinated, all of a sudden, even though it doesn't, all of a sudden my brain's going to tell me that it tastes different. You know, and I don't know what it is, but that's just what happens to me. So you're better off not telling me it's decaffeinated. And if it's good, I probably wouldn't even be able to tell the difference. The, the the difference with this, like, even if you don't, like, say you're having, like, a good steak or something like that, and you want, you want to have a beer, but you don't want to have any alcohol, but you want, you want the taste of beer, this shit is good, man. And I've, I've never had anything like it to where it's, you literally can't tell. And for people out there, it's called Athletic Brewing Company. You can find them on Amazon, probably. You can find them, you know, they have a website. Or you can, if you have a, a favorite beer liquor store, or if there's a total wine or total beverage wherever you live, check it out because they sell it. And there's another one too. It's called Wellbeing Brewing Company. Um, they have great stuff too. They have one that tastes exactly like Shock Top. If you like Shock Top, you know, just to give them at least that's my opinion. But uh, it's a you know it's a good alternative if you if you want to have the taste of a beer but you know, you know you're driving you're a designated driver or something one night and but you it, you literally get the satisfaction of having an IPA or or a stout or a lager and you literally or a wheat beer and you literally cannot tell the difference. Here, I don't get it, but that, hey, whatever floats your boat, man. You know what, bro? I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna send you a case. Okay. And you tell me. You tell me, or I'm going to send you a sixer. No, well, they don't sell them, to you, so it's got to be a case. I'm going to send you a case because Dogfish Head does one now, too, I think. That's and, that, uh, that. I was going to mention them as the microbrew. I love Dogfish Head. Dude, I mean, that's that's one of my. The IPA 90, a Dogfish Head IPA 90, or I, something like that is what it's called. That one is the bomb. It, when they do the 120 minute, when it, you know, or yeah, that's what it is. The, yeah, the, the, I think a it's a 90 minute. too sweet for me, man. Yeah, the, 90, the 120 is too much, but the 91 is good. That's yeah, what it 90 was, the 90 is, minute. Yeah. I mean, nothing beats the 60 because that just tastes great. But the 90, as far as when you get more, you know, pale yeah. and more hoppy, you know, that's as high as I'll go. Because when it goes through the 120 minute, which is, I think, the alcohol content like, was like 14%. Something like that. Yeah. I, I didn't care for it very much. But yeah, it's like, because, you know, to, to boost the alcohol content, they also have to boost the, you know, the sugar content. And because yeah. you know, that's what's going to, that yeast is going to convert that sugar into alcohol. So they got to put more sugar. And you get, to me anyway, I don't like it that sweet or that. Because I had one, it's funny, because uh, a buddy of mine, was at the uh, Dogfish Head, the Dogfish Head Brewery in uh, Delaware, mm-hmm. which is where they originated from. And he brought me back. I think it's in Dover, it's a, right? What's yeah? Uh, what's that? I think it's in Dover, Dover, Delaware. I, I think, think. I think that, or is it? Is it on? I can't remember. It's there if it's on the coast somewhere near like like Dewey. I I can't remember. I can't remember either. But uh, he brought me back one bottle of the 120 minute, and it was aged for nine years. Wow. And I'm like, damn, man, this shit's gonna be strong. <laughs> yeah. I, so I got off. I got off shit 
one uh, morning, you know, after he gave it to me, you know, and I'm like, shit, I don't have to be anywhere for two days. Let me, let me throw this thing down now. But it was, it was rear, it was awesome, but I could only have, I could barely drink the whole thing because it's just, it was so heavy and sweet yeah. and it was aged to where it's just like, it's like, it's like, damn, man, I never thought I'd hear myself say this, but it's a little too much for me, man. Well, that, that's like IPAs <laughs> in general are like that. They're, they're really good. I mean, not, not the extent of that one where that's like, you know, insane, obviously at that level, but, but a normal IPA is like good, but they are heavier beers. Like I used to brew beer at home. I know back, you know, back when I lived in Virginia, I used to brew beer at home and, and yeah, I would do IPAs. Yeah, and they're I good. Made, I remember you made that one pumpkin ale, man. That was delicious. Yeah, they're great. I mean, they're great <laughs> beers. But it was funny because I I go to my neighbor's house and like I'm like, hey man, you want to try what this beer I made? You know, you want to try it or whatever? And he'd be like, oh yeah, sure. And he and he's like, dude, this is fucking good. And he's like, can I have some? And I was like, yeah, just here. And I give him like I don't know six pack or whatever, whatever I had. And I give him like six or four, whatever he wanted. And then I'm like, hey, just bring me back the bottles when you're done because I would because what I would do there is to save on the because I would just reuse bottles, you know, because you, you can reuse them and you get a capper that could cap it and stuff like that. Of course, I like clean the bottles and decon them and stuff. Yeah. Like that. But so I was like, yeah, just bring back the bottles. You can have as many as you want. Um. And so he tried it, and then after <laughs> then after a while, whenever it got the, we were talking one night, he's like, oh, let me get your bottles. And I was like, all right, cool. And I was like, hey, you want any more? He's like, no. Nah. And I was like, oh, you don't like it? He's like, no, it's delicious. He's like, they're so good, but I can't have. I can only have like one, maybe two. <laughs> and, yeah, he, and he's used to he's used to like pounding like Coors Lights, you know, or something like that, because you know, you know like, <laughs> like that, you know, and, and it's a total. If you've had like Coors Light, Miller Light, any of those kind of beers like that, and then you try to IPA, it's a different ball game. It's like a meal, you know. <laughs> well, and it's it's funny because uh, one of the things I've discovered with IPAs is there's usually two types of people: you either love them or you fucking hate them. Yeah, yeah. And like, and my wife can't stand. It. Well, I'm wrong. There's one. It's, if it's if it's not quite an IPA yet, like if it's if it's more just a pale ale, like say for instance, like one of my favorite beers of all time that it, it, it is one of my top five is Sierra Nevada, the regular Sierra Nevada. Looking, I want one right now because I'm talking about it. But uh, she likes that. Okay, even though that's not considered an IPA, it's more just a pale ale. It's like right on the, you know, right on it's teetering almost an IPA. But uh, in my opinion. But she can't stand IPAs, except for one. There's only one that she's had. I got. I had a keg of it down in the bar. Um, it was Goose Island. She liked that stuff. I've heard of that. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't as floral. It wasn't as wasn't as hoppy, and it wasn't as like. It didn't have like. Because a lot of people think that IPAs kind of have that that citrus grapefruit. You know. Yeah, they coriander. do. They do. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that that is part of it. It's like a little fruity and scent. They yeah. don't. And they just don't like the bitter. They don't like all the hoppiness, but I, I love that shit. Yeah. But uh, some people just don't like it. It's and, not, it's uh, not. Well, the dip too is the difference. Like if you're used to like when I was in college and stuff like that, you're drinking a ton of tons of beers and stuff like that. You know, that's not what an IPA is for. <laughs> like you're probably not going to do that with that many. No, no. You're going to have like, usually what I used to do back, back when I brewed beer and then I don't really get beer that much anymore now, but but um, I'll get like an IPA and I'll have like maybe one. Well, I'll definitely have one if I'm going to have one, maybe two. And then after that, I'll switch over to like, Coors, you know, Mil I don't hate Coors Light, but Miller Light or something like that. Then then switch to something like that afterwards, you know, because then it's lighter beer and you can continue going. But yeah, I can't drink more than, I think two was my max I ever drank of, of uh, IPAs in a row. Well, yeah. And I think it's just funny because remember back in the, uh, in the early 90s, I think, you know, late 80s, early 90s, maybe, uh, 
when uh, the whole microbrew movement really started taking off mm. because people, for the exception of like beers like Sam Adams, you know, that were, in, in my opinion, in this country, Sam Adams, even though it got huge, Sam Adams is one of the first like microbrew craft beers because, I mean, let's be honest, uh, and I don't, I'm not saying the beer is bad, but but uh, a lot of beers in this country, I'm not going to name any names, everybody knows who they are. You know, it just got to the point where they taste like piss. I mean, and you go over to places like Germany or, you know, uh, Czech Republic, places like that, where you know, the beer is just an art form. And it's completely different world as far as the flavor. And there were so many people in America that wanted more beer that tasted like that. And um, before you know it, Sam Adams came along in the 80s, which was a game changer to me because it was just – it didn't taste like – your normal domestic beer. It, it, it was, it was good, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah, And, yeah, then, sure. and remember, in the, and then, you know, from the eighties into the nineties, one, I think it's one of my favorite micro brews, which then all, all the beers kind of turn into now craft beer and stuff. Cause there's a brewery on every street corner now, which I think is awesome. But there was like a company called Pete's, which Pete's Wicked Ale was freaking phenomenal. Yeah, I remember that one too. Or then you had Pete's Winter Lager, or it was either Winter or Wicked. No, it was Pete's Wicked Winter Brew. Freaking unbelievable, you know. Yeah. And you know, and that, and ever since the '90s, it just kind of just snowballed, snowballed until you have craft beer, you know, the way we know it now, where you basically have just like you have wineries all over the place in certain parts of the country. You've got like, especially around here. I don't know about where you are, Jason. Around here, it's like there are breweries popping up everywhere and the beer is good yeah we have a whole bunch in our city too that are like local local little micro brews like that just uh not only not only breweries but distilleries i mean yeah. everybody's making bourbon now too bourbon and gin and um and it's good but uh but yeah I, mean, I don't know how we got on the alcohol con- I, know. I think it's because it's you know this is this is our new year's edition yeah new year's uh, edition we did, we did a 34 minute podcast about beer <laughs> But, but no, I think that's a good idea. Though. Every every uh, every show, yeah, plug a plug how to make a a good a good drink. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, yeah, because I know you I, with your bar. I'm sure you've seen, done some some crazy stuff too. Because you have all you used to have all those. I remember all that stuff there. I was like, good lord. <laughs> well, no, it's just fun to do. Even if you know, even if you uh, you have more stuff than Outback. What the fuck? <laughs> well, even if you're not a even if you're not a a big drinker it's always fun to just kind of you know come up with some or learn some new drinks or to how to mix certain drinks and you know you can uh you know do that whenever you want or if you have a party or if you have people over for dinner or whatever just for your wife or your husband boyfriend girlfriend whatever yeah it's fun to do you yeah. don't have to be a, you know you don't have to be a major drinker to do it it's just it's just something to know in the back of your head you, you might be an alcoholic. Nah, uh, <laughs> no, man. I've, I've, uh, I've, uh, I've, I've cut back, man. Um, yeah, I mean, I've totally cut back. Like, I'll drink, uh, I mean, I'll still drink beer. You know, I won't drink too much. But, I mean, as far as liquor goes, um, I don't think liquor and I mix anymore, really. So, I mean, I'll make other people drinks and I'll taste certain things. But as far as... You know, my days of drinking a lot of liquor, I think they're pretty much done. Yeah. 
because it's just not. I'm not gonna lie. Pay for it later. When I when I start drinking certain things, especially when it comes to bourbon, things can get a little crazy, and I'm just you know I'm not at that place anymore. We're ever clear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just leave that there. But all right, let's get into the. Uh... Well, I don't, I don't, when it comes to Everclear, I can't really recall that much of anything. (laughs) Right, right. right. It's so good you don't remember it. Uh, Let's get into like the EMS topic of the week though. I know um, one of the things I know we talked about pre-show and stuff and, and, and I wanted to talk about um, back where I worked in Virginia. uh, This is, this is um, getting out of the way of emergency vehicles is the topic for the, for everybody here. But uh, in Virginia where I worked uh, or in the state of Virginia, it used to be the law was you had to pull to the right. And that was pretty easy because as an EMS, you know, ambulance driver or you're driving a fire truck or police cars and they all do the same stuff. Um, it was pretty easy because you could just get in the left lane and, and haul ass to, the, to these 911 calls. Um, and then someone in their infinite wisdom, and I never understood why they did this, changed the rule in Virginia to not pull. It wasn't pulled to the right anymore. That wasn't the big campaign they were pushing to everybody in the public. It was now pulled to the nearest shoulder. And that fucked everything up, in my opinion. And I, that was a big pet peeve of mine. That's why I wanted to talk about it. And I'm sure you've seen similar with your, with your stuff where you work and, and all this different stuff, too. But um, like I said, when people pulled to the right, it was easy. You knew, uh, just go left, and you'll, they'll always be out of your way for the most part, and you can kind of work your way around them. Uh, when it went to pull to both shoulders, people would be, especially if you're on a four-lane road, you, you would think you know, people would just toot the two right lanes, pull, and it never happened that way. You had people that would just crisscross from lane three over to the left and all this other nonsense. So I just want to tell people, in my personal opinion, just pull to the right, um, get over to the shoulder as quick as possible, or, 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 and if you can't get to the shoulder, because we all understand, especially in the D.C. area where I worked, um, traffic sucks, um, and, and sometimes it's just parking lots. Um, so if that's the case, pull over to the side as best you can, or at least if nothing else, come to a stop. Don't do that fucking California shit where you're like going three miles an hour or five miles an hour and you're just creeping the whole time with the ambulance coming up behind you or the fire truck coming up behind you because as EVOC trained people, which is emergency vehicle operation course people in the state of Virginia, um, we're good at getting around vehicles and not hitting you and stuff like that. Um, That's pretty easy to do when you're fucking not moving when you're moving and we have to take into account that you're still such an asshole that you can't just stop your fucking car. Um, then we have to deal with that. And that causes more hazards for everybody involved. And I'll also can possibly make us later and hinder our time to get to the person who called 911 in the first place. Your thoughts, Bobby. Yeah, I think, uh, for instance, where I'm at, we have a big problem of, especially now it seems like where people don't they're confused of where they're supposed to go, what they're supposed to do. And they'll just end up stopping right in front of you. Oh, it happens all the time. Which which doesn't make any sense to me, but you know, they, so for anybody who's confused out there that's listening that say, doesn't know what they're supposed to do. The best thing to do is depending on where you live, but this is the best thing to, especially if you don't know, this is the best thing in my opinion to do is, Say you're on a two-lane highway or two-lane parkway, whatever, you know, or two-lane street, you know, where it's, you know, say you've got four lanes, but two lanes going in, in, in each direction. And you have an emergency vehicle. Say you're in the left lane and you have an emergency vehicle coming up right behind you. The best thing you can do 
turn your signal on just so they know where you're headed. Veer over to the right when you can. If, if you're in the right lane and they're coming up behind you on the right and you're not sure what to do, if you have a, a, if you have a large shoulder to the right of you, put your turn signal on, veer off to the shoulder if you can. If you don't have a shoulder on the right-hand side, put your turn signal on going towards the left if they're not going around you on the left and they, they want you just to get out of the way and just when you can, veer over to the left. You know, it's kind of like you said, Jason, it's kind of become a climate in a lot of states. I can't speak for all states, but, you know, some people are, they literally don't know what to do in a situation like that or how to get out of the way or what the proper way is. And it, it varies state by state, but a lot of states, you know, if you're not sure, just kind of do what I just said. Just, you know, be cautious, but if they're coming up right behind you and, you don't. You're not quite sure of how they want to get around you. Just put your put your turn signal on, and like I said, if you're on the right and there's a shoulder on the right, just veer off to the right. Try to get off onto the shoulder until they pass. Well, and also um, too, pe- people need to understand too, and and this is where we, you and I have a little bit of difference of opinion with this. But, but if, if they're, but if if they're on, on your the ass, right, if, if, well, if the ambulance is on your ass or the fire truck's on your ass, um, yes. at that point. I just, just, I mean, slow down. Obviously they're going to see your brake lights and stuff like that. But don't it, just stop. Yeah. Yeah. Just pull over to the side. And then, it, and then like, if you're thinking about it for too long, like you're going to become the problem. So yeah. pick a side, it, you know, whatever your law state law says, obviously follow that. But, but in Virginia, it was like close to shoulder. So pick your fucking side, commit, go to that side. And then once you get over as far as you can decide, stop, stop trying to creep. Stop trying to do Just stop your fucking cars because we'll get around you and then you all can go back to your merry day, you know, and, and go back driving wherever the hell you're going. Um, so that was the only thing I would say, like, because a lot of people do that and then they try to, um, there are also people out there, and, you know, we've all seen this, that are, they'll try to outrun the vehicles, the emergency vehicles and stuff like that. Um, you're not going to out, well, I'm, I'm, all cars can be faster than ambulances and stuff like that, but you got to remember we can blow through red lights. We don't have to obey the speed limit necessarily. We have to do it in safe manner but we can do that because so we'll probably at some point you're probably going to end up being in our way so just pull the shoulder or toward the closest safe area like you think like we said let us get by and then go on your merry way that's what i would say and um we've all had stories i can speak for myself um that we've all had stories where we've had a loved one uh, i mean i'm sorry a patient transported uh in the back of the ambulance and the loved one has to ride up front for various reasons like for me the only people that rode in the back with me with a patient uh would be if it was a kid that was my little right. policy. If it's a kid and the parent wants to I'm ride, same way. yeah. If the parent wants to ride in the back, they can. If they want to ride the front, that's fine too. But if they want to be in the back, because um, obviously for kids' sake and stuff like that, I would do that. Normally, otherwise, if it's an adult or a you know you know anywhere like that normal age of adulthood or close enough to it, I would make the parents ride in the front um, right. because a lot of times the benefit of having the parent back there versus spazzing during things go- that we have to do isn't worth it. So I put them up front kids. On the other hand, they're going to feel way more comfortable, especially I'm talking about little kids, especially they're going to feel way more comfortable with their parents in the back than they would, you know, in other situations. So, but that being said, when you divided the people up and you had the, the let's say you're transporting the, the wife and the husband's riding up front with you or whatever. And they would say all the time, like, damn, these people don't get out of the way at all. Huh? Cause we'd be responding to the hospital or whatever. And they'd be like, no, nah, they do this all day. And like, well, you just deal with this all the time. I'm like all day. You know, like that, like we'd have we'd people just like, fl- like slam on their brakes in front of us. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, like, 
So <laughs> it's so bad. And, and, um, our ambulances is kind of cool. We had, um, nowadays with cars being so well made as far as sound, um, that especially the, you get the higher end cars and stuff like that. They're so almost like soundproof. Um, cause they want the stereo bumping and you don't want to hear road noise and all this stuff. Right. So our ambulances actually had uh, a, a device and for lack of a better term, I want to say it was called the thumper. I might be wrong on that, but I think it was called the thumper and basically, right. yeah. And it was like a, it was like a button we push that would make, it was bass. It was basically just bass. It would make like this, like that thing. And it would, it would blow it out the front. It had like a speaker up there, blow it out the front. And it was so much bass that it would shake your car. So if you're driving on the road, you'd all of a sudden feel your car shaking and, and then your mirrors, like your rear view mirror and stuff is, is vibrating, you know, and you'd know if you, and everybody would look up and be like, what the fuck? And they'd look up and they'd look in the mirror and be like, Oh shit. You know? And then they pull, cause they didn't hear us. Not because they were being assholes or anything like that. No. And now also we are aware of that too. We're aware of, Hey man, like you driving up on a car and they're not moving half the time. It's just cause they're not paying attention. It's not cause they're trying to be that person. There are a few exceptions here and there, but for the most part, people are, are good people. But that was always fun. Like seeing people in the front with us and seeing kind of like what we do on a daily basis. And they're like, Oh my God. I'm like, yeah, it's every day. <laughs> well, I think another thing that needs to be addressed along with this topic is people that work for the fire service or EMS that think that just because they're in an emergency vehicle going lights and siren, that they have the right to just blare through any stoplight without using any type of caution. You know, yeah, just because, stuff, yeah. right, just because we're an emergency vehicle and we have lights and sirens doesn't give us the right to just blare through a, an intersection that the direction we're going happens to be red without looking, making sure that the coast is clear, if you will. Because I don't know how many people in the fire service I see do that in fucking pisses me off because that's another thing that causes accidents. It's not just other people on the road. It's a lot of, you know, people that are, have, that operate emergency vehicles that do the same shit. Yeah. You know, if you, when you come up, well, this is what we're supposed to do. We still, just because we're an emergency vehicle and we are, like I said, we're blaring down the road lights and siren. We still, if we come up to an intersection and our direction is red, yes, we can go through it, but we still have to make sure that all sides are clear before we do. Because if we do that blindly, and like Jason was saying, there could be a person coming from, you know, the other part, you know, coming perpendicular to us, you know, at the same time. And their stereos blast and they don't hear the lights and sirens and they don't see us until we're right, basically getting ready to collide with one another. Yeah. So, sure. yes, we need to make sure that we, especially if you have a patient in the back, that all sides are clear if you're coming to an intersection and it's, you're going to be going through a red light because there are those people that have the blaring stereos that they don't hear you because yeah. the shit's so loud. And um, I'm not saying anything's wrong with having a loud stereo. I've got one. Yeah. But uh, it's not just the other people on the road. It's, it's providers and, you know, people in the fire service as well they need to because there's like i said there's i don't know how many times i see you know fire engines fire trucks paramedic units blaring through intersections without making sure it's safe yeah because i i know in our and that's a that's just as much of a danger as people that don't know how to get out of the way yeah you got to check up i mean do, do i think you in my opinion 
Do I think as an emergency vehicle, you need to come to, by law, you probably do, but in my opinion, do you need to come to a full, complete stop and then proceed? Like at some point, you're, you're defeating the whole purpose of using a siren um, and lights. But I do think you need to check up, like you said, like slow down, visually see the intersection, see the cars coming from the various directions that you're supposed to be paying attention to, and then proceeding through. But yeah, I do agree. There are definitely some, um, some wild cards out there. They'll just like floor it through intersections, like not, not checking up, not doing anything. And I'm like, man, if someone's running the red light or not paying attention, or like you said, maybe they have the green and you have the red. Yeah. And you hit them. If you hit someone with a fire truck, it's over. That's lights out. Like you're not, you probably won't even feel it in your fire truck, but they're, they're going to, they're done. <laughs> like that's it. You know? No, Jason, when you were still, uh, when you were still on the street, did, uh, your station or did your department have Opticom rigged up on the trucks and yes. all the, all the stoplights in the area? Uh, we, we had Opticom on all our units. Um, we had a few lights that it worked on. They were only, they only set it up on a few of the major lights, like on, um, on, uh, route one off route one. Right. Um, there were a few of them that had them and, uh, uh, a little trick for the people out there. Um, and I, I checked this myself and it worked at least where I worked. Um, if, and this is also illegal, but, but, um, you know, just use your judgment here. Um, the Opticom system for those people who don't know is a, it's like a, a sensor thing they put on, you know, stoplights. Okay. Um, and then there's a strobe light on your ambulance or, or I, I rode on a medic unit. So it was on the ambulance. It was on the front, obviously. And it would strobe at a certain frequency of strobing. And then it would hit a sensor on that particular light. Um, and then that light would then change to green so that the EMS people or fire, whatever, you could just drive through it. Right. And then it stops the other way, obviously, you know, makes the s- signal in your favor. Um, that's how it works. You can also, uh, we learned, um, in your POV, which again, this was against the law technically, but you could use your, um, flick your high beams on and off and you had to do it at a certain frequency. Like and by frequency, I mean speed and you could trigger it that way too. So that was a way to do it. But they are a great thing to have. Cause in the old days I used to have, at least when I started in EMS and fire and stuff like that, they used to have certain stations would have like a switch or a button you could hit at your firehouse. So you're you get a call and there's, you know, one of you is getting the rig. It would be someone's job to hit that button or flip the switch or whatever it was. And then that would trigger the light outside your firehouse or somewhere where it was supposed to do it. That was relatively close to your firehouse to change in your favor. So you could roll out of the firehouse and, and just go and get it. You know what I mean? You just get on the gas. Um, that now technology is upgraded to the Opticom system where it can be used at various intersections throughout the county. Or if you're in a place that, I mean, our county was, wasn't the biggest county in the world or anything like that. Maybe in other counties, like some of the Northern counties, maybe they have it all over. Like, I have no idea. You know, what did you, what was yours like? It was pretty much the same way. Well, it was, it was in certain areas. Um, like we had, we had to set up since we got new trucks, we don't have to set up anymore for some reason, but, uh, it was certain intersections, like you said, that, uh, it would uh, it would trigger, but of course you know I'm not going to lie that you know if we're headed back to the station and it's two o'clock in the morning and we don't want to sit through stoplights so yeah we'll flip that off. <laughs> well, that's what I was saying. That's what I was saying. Like POV, you're driving down like like late yeah. late night, like you said, like driving back. It's dark out. There's no one at the intersection. Obviously, you don't want a cop to see you. I don't know if they'd give you a ticket. They probably could if they wanted to. But you do that. You just go with your high beams. Just go. Like real quick, and then sometimes you, you once you learned it, you could get that little timing down, and you do it, and the light would go doop, doop, green, and you just get go. And it, you know, I mean, there's no one at the intersection anyway; it's just allowing you legally to go through faster. I don't, I don't know. They were okay. Like in, in theory, it was a good idea. Uh, where I worked, I mean, where I worked at the, like one of the major intersections, it was at near one of the houses I was at. Um, it was a big, it was pretty open, like you could see all the streets. 
fairly well. And right. it's a hill like where we would be coming from, from the station to going to where we were normally going to be going. It would be a big hill coming down the hill. So you, you'd see the ambulance, you'd see the fire truck coming way before you get to the intersection. So people would be aware of it. You know, we're coming in loud and, you know, very loud and blasting through there and the air horns and all that stuff. So I don't know. I don't know if it made that much of a difference, but maybe it did a little bit. I mean, I guess it's nice because then you don't have to like weave as much, but I don't know. I think if you know what you're doing, you can get through it either way, but maybe it's a little safer for everybody. You know, it was a, it was a cool idea. Like I said, it was a cool idea. Yeah. But yeah, that's bro. cool. But that's cool. Well, let's get into. Uh, we I know we we got to do our famous section here to end this show up. But uh, I know Bobby one you wanted to get in a rant, and I wanted to make some comments on that as well. So uh, I'll let you take the uh, floor <laughs> from here, brother. <laughs> well, as uh, as a lot of you know, a lot of listeners out there know that JP on on the side is also a travel agent. Yep. And Shout out Jaycation. Wait, do that one more time. Shout out to Jaycation and the Jaycation Travel Podcast. Anybody that listens to this that wants to know about all aspects having to do with certain places to go on vacation, check into Jaycation. There you go. Appreciate it, brother. Yeah, and uh, especially if you want, if you're interested in cruising, yeah, because that's going to lead us into our topic now. Yeah, there's no one that sweats cruising more than I do. Yeah, I mean, and and. I think we've talked about this before. I'm I'm totally in agreement. Some of the best vacations I've ever been on were cruises because it's, it's you just can't beat it, you know. Yeah. But but uh, especially if you go on, and I'm gonna plug them again. If you go on a cruise line like Royal Caribbean, you can't beat Royal Caribbean. Nope. You just can't, especially what you get for the money. Yeah, the value. I mean, yeah, the value and the the everything is awesome on there. Yeah, they're freaking awesome. But uh. No, one of the this is gonna be my rant. First rant of the new year. <laughs> Bobby's rant. And a lot of people are gonna think that I'm gonna I'm talking about Transformers. But no. I'm talking about the Omicron and the booster. Specifically the booster now, since everybody's all into getting the booster. You know, if you want to get the booster, that's cool. I don't have a problem with that. If you don't want to get it, that's cool. I just, when it comes to, we're starting to see it again when it comes to especially vacations, like especially cruise ships. Because what were you saying earlier, Jason? Well, yeah, they, they they had a they had a thing. You know, obviously the cruise ships we all know have been, they were hit the hardest, I, I, in my opinion, completely unfairly versus all other means of travel. But they were impacted the most. They've been obviously coming back online through the end of last year, um, and now everything's starting to you know ramp back up with this new variant and they're trying to um of course some people are the cdc is saying that don't cruise now and they're trying to kind of push that back down again um and obviously as they've been going through these i don't know how many millions of passengers now have gone on a cruise um i'm talking about not just royal i'm talking about all the companies combined um right they've done uh you know they've had some um outbreaks uh, of the virus on on these cruise ships um and they've reported them and the numbers are out there and everybody's starting to get excited and the CDC is doing their thing where they're shutting the, you know, wanting to shut the, or they're not trying to shut them down, but right now, but they're putting up the highest level of uh, caution with them now. Um, which I believe yeah. is totally unfair because with the recent study they showed with the number that if they have all the different cruise ships combined <laughs> and the amount of passengers they have, have that have gone on these cruises in 2021 um, and, and maybe into a little bit of 2022 here. Um, 
they've shown that it's less than one half of a percent, less than 0.05%, um, if I'm saying that right, uh, is, it has been the ones that have come down to it. And comparatively with these other, like you just pick a state, and most of the states out there have a higher than half a percent uh, thing, and, and all those people um, are not, all of them are not going on cruise ships, so the cruise ship is not the uh, end-all, be-all of the problem here. If that was the case when we shut cruise ships down last year for, cruise ships were out of, out of business for almost a year and a half, if that was the case when the cruise ships weren't sailing for a year and a half, the virus would have gone away. So to people that think that that's the end-all, be-all, but planes can fly all the fucking time, because business people have to go, people trains still run all this other nonsense. And that somehow that's okay. But whatever, it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. Sorry. Go back to your rant, man. No, But on that note, I think, especially when it comes to traveling, I I think one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen in like, for instance, uh, when I was flying out of Dulles a couple of months ago, uh, um, I mean, just the whole point of, maintaining social distancing while you're going through TSA just to get into a plane where you're packed like sardines. That right. And you're sitting right no next sense. to people on most of the airlines. You were sitting right next to people, you know? And like you yeah. said, you're in a little tin can and that's, yeah. that's, it, it, that's okay. But on a cruise ship where multiple decks on a cruise ship are outdoors, you know, right. you're in the wind or whatever out there. And those apparently aren't good being outdoors. Is the problem, but, but, but football games, all college football games that went on last year, uh, the season that just ended here, or was, I guess it's technically not ended yet because they haven't played the championship game, but for the most, the regular season's all over. All those stadiums, for the most part, were fully packed at all these places now. There are a few exceptions here and there. All those people, hundreds of thousands of people packed into these, in these stadiums, fucking breathing and sweating and spitting and throwing up all over each other. And no, they didn't have outbreaks in any of that stuff. None that were like talked about as a big deal, right? That's not a problem because it's outdoors. But then they're trying to, you know, but then again, you're trying to say a cruise ship, which is, they have the parts that are indoors for sure, but they also have parts that are outdoors, you know, and they are deconning the fuck out of those things with, they have people that are, that's their only job is to stand there and decon um, these places every so many minutes or when someone touches certain things or whatever like that. Come on, man. Well, like we were talking about before, you know, pre-podcast today, we were talking about the booster. Um, And one of the things that we were talking about was where do you draw the line? Because, you know, a huge amount of people in this country and even the world have gotten a vaccine, whether it's, you know, whichever brand name you got or, or company you got it from, you know, you've, you've gotten the, the vax. But, the jab, yeah. Yeah. Um, but now the booster's the thing. Everybody's getting, if, and I will say, like I've said before, and I know I've beaten this dead horse, but I, I don't think the horse is quite dead yet, so I'm going to beat it some more. <laughs> um, and this is what I just, it just blows my mind every time, and you see it every day, is, okay, you know, if you, if you got the vaccine, and you believe in it, and you believe in that it's helped you, or you believe in what the medical officials or whatever government you belong um, it runs your country has told you that, you know, you need to get the vaccine because you if if you get COVID, it won't be as bad. 
Okay. Well, if that's the case and you truly believe in that, and you got the booster, why are people still so afraid? I, I just, I don't understand it. If you believe in that and you believe in what you've been told, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. Yeah, and we're not doctors. You, like, again, we're right. going to say that real quick. We're not doctors. We're not experts in this. We're just, these are just our opinions only. Go ahead, sorry. No, if you believe in it, and you and that's why you got it. That's why you got the booster is because you believe in it. You believe in what you're being told. If you believe in it, then why are you still afraid of being around people for the possibility of getting COVID if you've been told that this will help you and even if you do get it, it's not going to be as bad. Why are you still just as afraid as you were before there was a vax available? Yeah. That's what, for the life of me, I just, I can't wrap my brain around that thought process. And, I, and, I, and I'm not trying to insult anybody out there that thinks exactly what the same way that I'm talking about. I just, I'm at the point where it's like, okay, now we're getting to the point where now one, I'm going to, I'm going to refer to it as the boost. <laughs> one boost isn't enough. Now the, the booster the, seat and, and think about it. You've had now for depending on what company you went with. Now, if you've had one booster, you've had three doses, some people in less than a year. What other vaccine does that? Yeah. And that's like, I don't, you, I don't know of it. Well, you brought I mean, that up. You brought a good point with that. What you just set up um, pre-show where some of the, like I said, we're not here to, we're, these are just our opinions. If you want to get a shot, great. You want to get a booster, no, wonderful. Like we don't care. That's the thing. I'm not, I'm not, I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not saying yay or nay. Anything's wrong. I'm just, I just don't understand why people are still in such fear if they believe in what they've been told. Well, and, well, and that, and that's what I wanted to say, like that you brought up, which is a really good point is because some of the, the people who would be opposite our opinions, which is fine. That's their right to have whatever opinion they want to have. They would say, Oh, well, blah, blah, blah. You get the flu shot every year. And then you brought up a great point. Cause you said, yeah, that's true. If you want to get the flu shot, you can get it every year, but you don't do what? Right, you're not you're not forced to get it. Well, you're not forced, and also you don't get three fucking flu shots every year, you know. No. Which is like so for like you said, if depending on what type of uh, jab you got, uh, what manufacturer, whatever. Some of them are one, some of them are two. But but yeah, if you did that and a booster, you're at three now for something that you, in a year for something like and that. Not, yeah, and I'm not only speaking about what I see outside of work. I'm also speaking about what I see inside of work. The mass hysteria, like for instance, when this so-called new variant came out, I'm not going to, I said its name in the beginning when we first started talking about this topic, I'm not going to say it again. Yeah, they all know what you're talking about. I'll, I'll call it the, the Autobot. Autobots. <laughs> um, okay, this particular variant, if, if you really look at this variant, it's less than the other variants that came out. It, the, 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 the symptoms of this variant is the common cold. Okay, but the mass hysteria that's being caused by the mainstream media and then people just amongst themselves just hearing what they've seen on social media, mainstream media, you know, whatever, there's just this, just this back-and-forth fear-mongering to where 
then all of a sudden, well, the numbers have, have popped up. Every, it's like, okay, yeah, because people are in fear, and then you have this massive drove of people going to get tested. Of course the number is going to be boosted because you're having more people getting tested at one time than you had before. Kind of like if people were afraid of getting the flu and everybody just wanted to go get tested at one time to see if they had the flu. You're going to see a lot more numbers of the flu for people who didn't have symptoms and didn't even realize that they had it, but pop positive on a test. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 it's that. But when it comes to what helps me kind of look, bring things down to earth is you look at states like Florida. Florida, that is probably one of the most laxed states as far as mask wearing, as far as any of the stuff. They they've gotten away. They've moved on. They they're like, we're not putting up with this shit. We're gonna do what we want. That we're not saying that we're not respecting people that do want to do that. We're just this. We're not making anything mandatory. We're not doing this shit anymore. And they've got some of the least amount of numbers of positive cases in the country. Yeah, you've got states like New York, who is probably one of the most vaccinated states because they have to be. Or California. And the numbers are huge. Yeah. You know, why is that? I mean, that kind of speaks volumes to me. You know, I'm not trying to get all political. I'm just, I just, like I've said before, it's like, where is the common sense? Well, and that goes into Mike, like, everybody, first of all, that was Bobby's rant, first one of the new year. So applause, applause. Um, (laughs) I'm not going to get too political. No, 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 that's cool. I think it's, it's, it's a medical topic that has to do with this line of work. Oh, for sure. And, and other aspects of life, you know, cause it's, it's the main focus these days. Well, and my thing with it and, too, to, to go off what you said, uh, is my whole, my whole take is I look at stuff in general in life. I look at stuff more with a, a like a, a wider lens. Okay. Like I back it up, you know, like you see that in movie shots where they back up and they're showing the whole city now and stuff like that. I look at stuff like that and like, here's the thing. Fuck the, fuck the scientist, fuck the science, fuck the politics, fuck all that stuff. Right. Just look at it objectively. You got, assuming you wanted to get the jab, right? So you got the jab and now they're telling you, you have to get a booster. Okay. So that's what they're telling you, whether you believe in or whatever. That's not like, we're not doctors. Right. So now you get the booster. When does this fucking end? That's my problem. Exactly. When does this fucking end? Because if you think if you're, if you think you're going to go out, let's say you were one of the people who got the jab. And then you decide now you want to get the booster. Great. More power to you. You go and get the booster. Do you think that next year they're not going to tell you get another booster or next six months they're not going to tell you get another one and next one they're not going to give you another? This is going to be ongoing. And that's, that's, the, that's where I see the problem. If they told everybody, look, when we get to 80% of the population, let's say, gets the vaccine or whatever the, whatever the number is they need to have the herd immunity, um, and they did that, and then it would be done, and we'd get rid of masks, and we'd all go back to our normal lifestyle because it's over with. I think that would get a lot more people on board with this stuff. But the fact that they just keep moving the goalposts, so to speak, of like every fucking time, oh, now it's, oh, no, no, now you have to do this, do that. That's where I totally, my opinion, this is Jason speaking, that this is all bullshit and this is a money grab because all it is is like, oh, nope, we'll just keep getting, they have to do this, they have to keep thinking this one, this one, this, and then just keep going back to the doctor and do this other stuff. That's just my opinion. And, you can have your own opinion. Again, I'm not a doctor, and this is just Jason speaking, but I think people need to wake up a little bit and start figuring out what's going on and where, when does it end? Because if you leave it up, in my opinion, if you leave it up to the higher, 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 higher up people to make this decision, it won't end. Because why would it end when they're still just rolling in cash every month from these things? That's just my opinion. Sorry. That, that's my I, I, rant. I have a, no, I have a 
I agree with you. And you, you hit it right on the head. And I, it doesn't matter what side of the fence you're sitting on. Where do you draw the line? And, I mean, because let's be honest. When it comes to this vax or the boost, where is the data that shows how effective it is? I've seen none. Well, the I only just, thing, the only thing I've seen is people I people seen, get co- people no keep data. getting COVID with it. They've had the well, they've that, had the stuff the they thing. keep getting. It, I so. will, yeah, I will say this, and this is coming from me as a paramedic in the street. I see more cases. I see it almost every shift that I'm at work. A majority of the COVID patients I have have been vaccinated and boosted. So if you believe in it, don't be afraid, you know, and let's be honest. Everybody's going to get it sooner or later, just like everybody, everybody get And Most people have probably already had it, but just didn't know it. I'm not saying to not That's protect true. yourself. I mean, protect yourself. You need to protect yourself. And I'm not saying, you know, like I've said before, yes, this virus is real, but, and, and yes, I believe in the virus, but do I believe in a lot of this hype? No, because I mean, where do you draw the line? Right. I mean, it's, 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 we can sit sit here and talk numbers about any virus that's out there. We can sit, like I've said before, we can sit here and talk about the flu, which still kills more people per year. But for some reason, for the past two years, it seems like it's been eradicated from the earth. I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what we we said that too, like yeah. in an earlier podcast too. Like, listen, use your own judgment. Trust your people you want to trust. Again, that's not what we're we're not trying to you know, flip you to anything. We're just trying to voice our opinions, but turn off the fucking major media bullshit. They are using that as scare tactics. They've been using it since this whole thing. I I think if you look at, look at it objectively, if you're able to do so, look at it objectively and you'll kind of see that because if you like, don't like, I don't watch the fucking news. I don't watch the news. I I'm, I'm on, I'm on social media. And if, if something interests me on social media, then I research it, you know, from my, where I like to research stuff and I read stuff and I look at both sides of the story to make sure I'm getting a, you know, cause the truth is going to be somewhere in the middle there. And that's what I do, but I don't need someone to push something like, I mean, we had that, I think we had a discussion on one of the other podcasts where my mom was telling me she was visiting, uh, I think it was last year and she was visiting and uh, I guess it definitely was last year. And she was, uh, she was telling me her friends were like really scared of it. And I was like, well, just tell them to turn off the TV. Don't watch your fucking nightly news and you won't be scared of it anymore. And then just go well, live your life and you'll realize like, oh, I'm, I'm out here and I'm doing this. I went to the grocery store and I came home and I'm not sick and I didn't die and I didn't wear a mask, you know, <laughs> or whatever, like depending on obviously where you live and that's all different with that stuff. But, but yeah, just use common sense, man. Come on. And that's, that's, that's key. And, uh, I agree with you, Jason, you know, uh, watching like general news on TV. I don't care. I don't care what network it is. I don't care if it's, NBC, CNBC, MSNBC, Fox, CNN. I don't give a shit. It's, I mean, it's not news anymore. Right. It, it's, 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 uh, it's right or left, you know, non-objective, you know, it's not, it's not news anymore. Right. Yeah. I don't, it's not, it's not, not journalism anymore. Yeah. It's activism. Journalism it's, is dead. It, 
yeah, it's it's not journalism anymore. It's activism. It's it's uh, whatever you know side of the fence that that uh, network sits on is is what they're going to put out. I mean, there are some out there that are more objective than others, but um, but yeah, it's it's uh it's it's gotten to the point where I can't even stomach it anymore because it's it's either it's either one completely far side or the other. Yeah. And it, it's it's the day I, I think Joe Rogan said it best. Joe Rogan said, look, I just want it was don't quote me on this. It was something similar to this. He said, like, I just want, you know, the news to do what they're supposed to do. I want whoever's giving me the news, I want them to be objective. I want I want to hear the facts. I don't want to hear their opinions. I want to hear facts. Yeah, you know, I, I want to hear opinion. I don't want to hear opinions, and I don't want to hear manipulated numbers either. Right. I, I don't want to hear how you can because anything you could take any data set of anything in the in the world right. and, and 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 look at it with skewed eyes one way or another. Just yeah, just give us the facts, like you said. Give us the data, and then shut the fuck up. Whether you agree with it or not, right? It's you like, know, if it's factual, then you should say it. I don't care what your ideology is. You keep that to yourself. I'm not saying you can't express it, but just don't do it on fucking TV when you're supposed to be the anchor. Yeah. You know, if if, if you want to do that and you have your own talk show, that's fucking fine. Right. That's yeah. That's the difference. You, yeah. You you chose to work at a uh, a news station or whatever. So that, in my opinion, then you should be giving objective news, like you said. If you want to have your own podcast or you want to have your own network or you want to have your own channel, uh, YouTube channel or something like that, where you want to go and do your opinions on everything, that's awesome. That's cool. There's a place for that too, but not in the not in the mass market media. And that's why no one watches that crap anymore. That's why their viewership, all their numbers are down because no one's like, who's watching that garbage anymore? You know. And plus, I think what is it? Uh, was it four major companies own all the media networks? Yeah, yeah. And and if, think about that for a second. Yeah. You have if those four major companies want to push their own agenda, what better way to do it yep. than? Than to you know force feed it in the mainstream media that they own, yeah, because they can push their own narrative. I think at this point it's not if and they want to do it. I think they oh, yeah, oh, exactly. And and that's that's not being political. That's just like I said. That I don't care if you're right, left, middle. I don't care. It it's you know that 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 affects everybody. Yeah, you know, and um, that's it's it's just. I mean, a lot of people disagree with me when I say this. The days of Walter Cronkite are gone. Yep. You know, I mean, people just want to be told the facts. Just whatever the news is, good or bad, give us the truth. And it's just not like that anymore. Yeah, and if they're not going to do it, then, I mean, I, it's like a lot of things. If you're not going to even do that, then why am I fucking listening to you? Because I don't I mean, that's, I don't why, care. that's why you got so many people fucking binging tiktok videos <laughs> yeah yeah exactly that's why, yeah that's why, well that's true that's why all these like streaming services and all this other stuff are so much bigger now than they were back then because obviously some of them didn't exist back then but you get my point like it's moving yeah. more to that market now because now instead of listening to like what some knucklehead is you know saying on this on his on this network show or whatever now i just watch what i want to watch so I just go right. to like whatever, whatever your Hulu, Netflix, whatever you like, YouTube, whatever. And you just go there and you find your thing and you watch it and you enjoy it. And then you get off and you do, you know, get off this, the platform and you go do whatever you want to do in your life. And you don't need these other people just like blaring their stupid nonsense, political crap or whatever it is that they're doing. Like, I, I just don't care anymore. with that stuff. That's just my opinion. But um, I think we should wrap this up. We're at a minute, uh, hour, minute. We're at an hour 15. What do you think? Yeah, man. Uh, but before we do that, you have a, 
couple things you want to. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, yeah. First off, um, obviously, we want to thank everybody uh, for all the continued support. We're growing and growing. We say that every week, but it it is actually true. We can see it in the numbers. Um, It's kind of uh, blows my mind how many countries we're in, which is uh, crazy. Uh, But uh, this has been season two. It's episode number one. Um, So we appreciate that. Also, I did say kind of tease last episode um, last year uh, that we had a big announcement and. Our big announcement is that we now have paramedic unscripted coffee mugs that are going to be for sale. Um, I'll have the link below. So when you read this podcast, you can see it there. And, and um, you know, if you want to go over there and grab yourself a mug, uh, the price will include shipping anywhere in the continental, continental United States. So we'll get that out to you. We appreciate the support. These are awesome mugs. Uh, Bobby's got one. I got one. Um, and I'm drinking out of one right now. Yeah, and they're they're the 15 ounce coffee mug, so not in that bullshit 12 ounce size where you can't even fucking fit coffee in there with some creamer. These are the real mugs, real deal, the kind that I want in my house, and uh, hopefully you'll want it too and put it at your house, and obviously help support the podcast at the same time. Um, and um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. So uh, we will, uh, yeah, I think we can wrap it up now, and let's uh, let's do that. Unless you got anything else. I just had one thing, just that sure. anybody out there who just give us, give us some feedback, give us your honest opinion, or if there's a topic you want to talk about, or if there's a topic you want us to talk about. Oh yeah. Good point. Um, what's that email? Bobby? Email what's that? What's that email? What's, what's the email? Yeah. What's oh, we our email? email address. Yeah. I didn't, I, <laughs> that's, that's paramedics unscripted at gmail. Wait, you can digitally send letters. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> What? Yeah. So yeah, send us send us those comments. Forgot to mention that's a good point you brought it up. Send us your comments, concerns, ideas for show topics, um, anything like that. We'd be glad to touch on them in the future, and uh, we appreciate all the support. Uh, tell your friends or about us. Or if there's us. anything anything in your jurisdiction that you feel needs to be addressed in this line of work, even yeah. if you're afraid to talk about it with somebody, but you want us to talk about it, or if you have any questions on anything say regarding that yeah i mean yeah give us a shout out yeah by all means uh, people who know me from where i worked before um if i if i want you know if i'm going to talk about something i want to talk about something regardless what my bosses want me to talk about but definitely now that i don't work in that genre anymore i'll be more than happy to talk about anything so if there's something like bobby said that you know you're a little uh timid on or maybe it's maybe it's a maybe you're not even timid on it but it's a specific problem to your area let us know about it man because we'd love to hear about it and we could uh We'll take the reins. Yeah, we'll take the reins and see what can happen with that. So um, I think that's good. I think let's wrap this up. So uh, or you can come on, or they can come on here anonymously and and talk about it themselves. And you know they don't have to say their name. Yeah, yeah. uh, If it's a real big, big enough topic, man. Yeah, we'll have guests on to do that kind of stuff. If it's something big enough, we think we can do that with for sure. Absolutely. You know. Uh, So keep telling your friends, keep telling your family, keep hitting that subscribe, like button, all that other stunt stuff. You all know what to do. So without further ado, this has been Season 2, Episode 1, and we will see you next week on Paramedics. Unscripted. Okay. (laughs) Three, two, one. And we'll see you next week on Paramedics. Unscripted. Unscripted.